CM Punk, more like CM Junk, feel me? <laughs> CM Chomp. <laughs> CM Punk, more like DM me, Chump, and we'll fight. <laughs> Come on, Phil Brooks. <laughs> 100% putting that at the top of the episode. You got to <laughs> fight me. <laughs> fight me, punk. No! Welcome to Nerds Collide, a podcast about all things geeky and possibly dorky. He is Justin. Hello. And I'm Travis. And together, we're just a couple of marks. (laughs) You're a mark, you're a moron. Yam, yam. (laughs) Yam, yam, baby. Um, Yeah, we are a couple of marks. Yeah, that's good. Who watch wrestling. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So hopefully you like wrestling. Some wrestling. Wrestling. Sports entertainment, I guess WCW we should say. wrestling. <laughs> I always loved when Scott Hall would be like, I'm here in the WCW. <laughs> 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 Although, like, <laughs> it was, t- it was kind of counterproductive for NWO to be cool and also be the bad guys because then it's just like, oh, these guys are cool. I like bad guys, and now everyone just likes bad guys. Even if you like the bad guys, just play along and boo boo them. Yeah. Otherwise, the show doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, I think a, a cool bad guy works well, but the, the baby face that they're going against has to be like uber over yeah, for it to work. True. And that's like a rare circumstance. That's true. Um. Yeah, so anyway... Before we get into wrestling, I do want to tell Travis something because I hyped it up, Uh-oh. and uh, I need to tell Travis something, y'all. Oh, I forgot about this. I got the Legend of Zelda's Collector's Edition, baby. Hell yeah, dude! Ah, <laughs> oh, <hell> yeah. <laughs> so, where did you end up getting it from? From Walmart, of all places. Um, yeah, look I at had... big, big Wally Mark coming in in the clutch. Wally Wall. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a random notification of like, it's available at Walmart. And I had given up on it, but I thought I should try. So I tried and I ended up getting it. So Hell yeah, dude. Well, that hey, that just goes to show that if if you just keep pushing and you just keep trying and you give it your all, you won't be like Cody Rhodes at the end of WrestleMania and be a big, fat loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though, man. I'm happy you got it. Yeah, what a fucking loser. His, his yeah. father is probably ashamed of him. <laughs> yeah, so t- <laughs> we're obviously talking about WrestleMania today. Yeah, WrestleMania and, and and the Raw after WrestleMania, and we might get into the 
Endeavor stuff a little bit, but I I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't care about that, honestly. Yeah. I, okay. I'll I'll just say this, and we'll get it out the way. It was his company that he built. He could sell it to whoever the fuck he wants to sell it to. And you know, if if he is back in charge of creative, and I mean. Good on him because he sold his company that he built for over $9 billion and retained all control. <laughs> yeah, what a coup. <laughs> he uh, somehow swindled his way back into, into control. Oh. Well, I mean, he he always was in control, but. Right. So I take I, him uh, off because he's a weirdo, <laughs> a creep. I, teer- I teased a weird theory. Uh, to you that I told you I was going to wait till the episode to tell you about. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, in regards to the the now infamous uh, mustache of Vinnie Mac. Yeah, it, those are unaware. Vince McMahon has what is quite possibly the worst mustache I've ever seen. Is it, though? Is it's it? Ter- it's terrible. I guess you could say. I mean, he also dyed his hair, too. Yeah. So, like. It, and his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> just looks- he just looks awful. Like <laughs> I don't understand it. I guess you could say he's a real road scholar. Jesus, huh? you get it? You get it? Huh? Huh? <laughs> I don't get it. So, so, so my theory, <laughs> and it's completely off, but just you know, play along with me here. Okay. So Cody Rhodes, you know, was booked to lose at WrestleMania. Whether that was Vince's decision or not, who cares? Right, right before that, <laughs> you know, Vince McMahon debuts his mustache, and I don't know, it's uh, it's <laughs> eerily similar to Cody Rhodes' god awful mustache when he was in a tag team with uh, Damian Sandow called the Road Scholars. Well, so, so my theory is that Vince McMahon grew that mustache just to troll Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's probably true. There, there's at least a fifty-fifty chance that is true. Vince McMahon does that shit all the time, where he just there's something that is making money or is popular, but he doesn't like it, so he just, he just cuts it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Apparently, if you sneeze in front of Vince McMahon, he gets very mad at you because he thinks it's a sign of weakness. That's weird. Yeah, that whole Brody Lee. Uh, storyline in AEW where he was uh, Mr. Brody Lee and he would like have dinner with the Dark Order. That was all a parody of Vince McMahon, I guess. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so where do you want to begin? Vince McMahon grew mustache, confirmed troll of Cody Rhodes. <laughs> you heard, you heard here, folks. Breaking news. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just start at WrestleMania. So I only watched a handful of matches because I just can't <laughs> watch some of those. Like I didn't. I I want to no part of either four way tag. Mm, the men's what exceeded expectations. The women's was probably what you expected to be. Not missing much there. Let me pull up our chat log so I can tell see what. Matches I exactly did watch. I love that. I, I, lo- I love that you don't remember. <laughs> yeah, because I literally don't remember. 
I mean, I remember some of them, but like apparently, I just have uh, some memory issues. I mean, I have Alzheimer's. We're getting up there in age, so you know. All right, so I guess we'll start at the beginning because I watched John Cena versus Austin Theory. Probably could have skipped that one. Yeah, this match wasn't very good. It uh, it was cool to see Austin Theory win, but there were literally no moves. I was surprised when Austin Theory did a suplex. I was like, oh, he did a suplex. And then John Cena did a suplex. And then it was like off to the races. They were, they were just like, okay, we got we got one move in each. Now it's time for the finish. I imagine a lot of that is John trying to be protective and not get hurt. He's probably got some movies lined up. Maybe already has, you know, one in the works. That's and, very true. And obviously him getting injured. I mean... That's why we've had so many WrestleManias where like, hey, The Rock might come. I mean, this one, it, it was rumored for a long time that The Rock and Roman was all but booked for the main event. And every year it comes around, it's like, yeah, no, he's not available or he's not in ring shape or what have you. But yeah, John John Cena's been making his rounds through Hollywood lately. So I, I guess we probably should have telegraphed it being quick, it being announced as the opener. That probably should have been an indication of of what we were gonna get. That's true. But um, I mean, it, I wasn't bored by it. It it was entertaining enough for yeah, it was fine for opening match. Uh, then I watched Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. That match was good. I actually thought that Seth Rollins looked a bit off, and Logan Paul was like killing it in my <laughs> in my view. Like how I just kept thinking, uh that Logan Paul was doing things that I wish other wrestlers would do. Like, his selling, he would, in particular, like, getting punched, he would, like, he would go over to a corner and just kind of look dazed. Mm-hmm. And I I thought that was really cool. Because most of the time when wrestlers today get punched, it's just immediately, like, they yeah. go into another move. He's also had the luxury of being trained by Shawn Michaels and, you know, there's a very small number of people who can say that they've had that luxury and, and that, that small number who have had that opportunity are fucking awesome. So, yeah, that's I, true, I guess. I'm not surprised. There is a lot of people uh, dubbing Seth Rollins like the modern-day Mr. WrestleMania. I mean, I don't think he's had a bad match. He certainly had his fair share of moments. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> Yeah, that match was fine. I mean, it was good, but, you know, it wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, wowed by it. Now, the next match I watched, I tell you what, they had me. Oh, yeah? Little little Dominic Mysterio versus Little Ray Mysterio. Yeah, you you mentioned that you really liked the entrances. I popped so hard for everything in this match. Like, at one point, I was watching at home. Oh, I remember what it was. So Ray ran at Dominic and he was he was gonna do like a hurricane rana. So he ran at him and bent over into his legs and then lifted up and was gonna do a hurricane rana. But Dominic let all the momentum carry him into a power bomb position and then fell backwards and Ray's face hit the bottom turnbuckle. And I stood up out of my seat and said, holy shit, that was awesome. (laughs) 
That match fucking ruled. It was everything I love about wrestling. Just carny, mm-hmm. over-the-top bullshit. You had yeah, your you had awesome... The... Yeah. <laughs> you had your awesome entrances with Dominic getting carted in a police truck. <laughs> Dude <laughs> looked like a star when he was walking down the aisle. Yeah, like, he did. He did. I, I, I had... almost wish he wore a mask all the time and maybe took it off. Like, um, just as a as a added bonus sign of disrespect to Rey Mysterio, like wear his mask to the ring and then yank it off and throw it on the ground. That that would have been you know a fun kind of story within the match where where Ray's trying to yank the mask off and then towards the end he finally gets it off. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. But I mean, th- no, yeah, this was one of one of the highlights for the weekend for me. Because it had a great story. I mean, you have Ray going into the Hall of Fame. They they even played up the storyline in the Hall of Fame speech yeah. with, with Dom and Rhea, which was funny because, um, what's his name, Buddy Matthews was like sitting. <laughs> and then like he tweeted the picture where it was just like him, and but you didn't see who was sitting next to him. And he was like, uh, what's Ray Mysterio's daughter's name? Uh, Aaliyah, right? Aaliyah, yeah. He was like, uh, Aaliyah was right next to me because they had that storyline back when he was in WWE. That's so funny. Speaking of Aaliyah and Angie, uh, they killed it. Yeah. A- Angie, or sorry, Dominic threw a drink in An- or Aaliyah's face. That was awesome. She looked real mad. I bet she actually was uh, because... You know, who wants a drink thrown in their face? That's right. not great. Angie gave Dominic a slap. Oh, I popped for this. So she slapped him, and then Rey Mysterio immediately, like, shoulder tackled him and then, like, hit him into the corner or something. And I was just like, this is rules. This is awesome. I fucking love this match. It was one of, one of my favorites of the weekend. Yeah, this was one I actually, I had Dom winning. I totally knew Ray was gonna win. It was, it was Hall of Fame weekend. Dominic Mysterio is a little shit. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, WWE's no stranger giving us the uh, the old swerve. The old, yeah, the old swerve. Um, I will say I'm happy that Ray won, but I agree. Going back, um, I think you should watch at least the highlights from the the men's showcase mask mask match. There's this really great spot where Chad Gable basically just like deadlift. Oh, I saw uh, that. German suplexes. I'm like, this dude is fucking insane. And then Braun Strowman hit a splash off the top rope. That is wild. (laughs) Which didn't look terrible. He did look funny as he was like getting ready to jump off because his legs were just like shaking a little bit. <laughs> it's always funny to see the big guys get up there. The legs were quaking. Yeah, great match. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched. Oh yeah, the, so the next match was uh, Rhea and Charlotte. They, there was something in between there, but I don't remember what it was. It was probably Miz and uh, Pat mm. McAfee or something. Oh, did that come before or after? I want to say that came after Rhea. That I think okay. that was that was kind of like the the buffer in between the two big like that was the calm down before the main event. Okay. Um, <sighs> so Rhea Charlotte. Uh, Hold on, this is gonna bother me. What was it? Well, you you can. <laughs> oh yeah, um, Rhea Charlotte 
was banger. great. I don't like Charlotte at all. So I was very happy that Charlotte lost. And apparently Charlotte is now taking an extended break from WWE, even though she just had an extended break already, <laughs> came back and won the title and then lost it at WrestleMania. So apparently the story is she wants to do a bodybuilding competition or something. Which have right. at it. <laughs> I I've come around to Charlotte. I don't really care much for the character, but I mean you can't deny her once the bell rings. Is she alright? I mean she wins she wins some matches she probably should have lost, but I used to really like her uh when she was in NXT. Like all all four of those uh those women, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, and uh, Becky, those ladies, those ladies, uh, were really great in NXT. I mean, they're still great, obviously, but that was ah. my first. That was my first exposure to them, and uh, yeah, I really liked Charlotte back then, but she just wins too much, and it's annoying. And I think, I think other people in the division need to be highlighted more. Yeah, but they got to get to that number, though. They gotta get her to that many that many title reigns. Yeah, except the thing is, is that Ric Flair didn't do it in like five years. <laughs> he did it in like twenty years. Yeah, but do you think Charlotte will have that long of a career? I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if she has interest no idea, outside honestly. of wrestling. I I'm not. I mean, she's she's been out for extended periods of times when she's you know not injured. So who knows? But uh. There was one match that you probably didn't watch, but that was in between, and that was the uh, Lita Trish and Becky versus Damage Control, which... Oh, yeah, so I watched highlights of that. Okay, I shouldn't even say highlights. I was fast-forwarding through this match and happened to stop at a point where something caught my interest, and uh, I'm not going to say what it was, because... Because, uh... Reasons. Because <laughs> reasons. And so then I watched it from that point on, and I thought it was okay. EO rules, and I wish EO Sky would get more opportunities to be a singles wrestler. Um, I wish Bailey would get more opportunities to be just on her own. For sure. Yeah, it was fine. Lita looked real rough, but I guess she just had, uh, some sort of surgery that was, uh... Some really scary surgery that just happened, and uh, within the last year or so, I don't know anything about it. But Trish looked great. Obviously, damage control is great. Becky's good. Um, so it was fine. I wouldn't say damage control is great. I would. I would say those three women are great. No, no, no. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah, I don't okay. think damage control is great. I yeah, think. No. Just the 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 women involved, they're awesome. Yeah. Uh yeah, totally so then agree. Rhea Charlotte. Uh so happy Rhea won. That match ruled. Just real like even there was stuff that looked like they weren't on the same page worked with that match because it just was like really physical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like that match a lot. Yeah, it was good. It was probably the second no second or third best match of the weekend. Not including Stand and Deliver, which I did not watch. I didn't watch either. I have no, I have no interest in NXT anymore. You don't like Braun Breaker, man? 
I do like Braun Breaker, but that's a different story. Whatever, we're not here to talk about NXT. We're not here to talk about those developmental guys. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> get that shit out of here. <laughs> so what about uh, night? Oh, well, I guess we should get into the main event for night one, which... Thank Us- God the, the this Usos was the main event. versus KO and Sami Zayn. KO Zania. Yeah, loved it. I loved that this went on last. First time that the tag titles were defended in the main event. I think it's the first time since WrestleMania 2 that a tag team match main evented Mania. Yep. Yeah, this match this match was awesome. Yeah, the storylines going into Mania, this was the only real like acceptable match to be the main event. Yeah. If you would have put this before Rhea and Charlotte, it would have totally blown the sails out of the, their match, and it, it wouldn't have been great. Can you so, can you imagine if they went with Rhea and Charlotte last for night one, given although it was a great match? Right. It still would have been good, but... It, it, it would have. The crowd probably wouldn't have been as into it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, imagine that coupled with what we got in night two. But, um... <laughs> I do have to. I have to walk back. Oh, some stuff I said the last time we talked about wrestling on the podcast when it was like right after the the rumble, I think when when Sammy finally turned on Roman or or whatever. But um, I was critical of the fact that they were looked like they were going with Sammy and KO versus the Usos because I felt like Sammy was so over that the tag titles was like a demotion for where he was going, but. I I didn't, it didn't feel that way watching Mania. It just felt like an elevation of the tag titles. Yeah, I agree. And and, and hopefully that continues because Sammy and KO didn't really, I mean, they got a great reaction on their entrance on Raw, but crowd really wasn't into that match that much from the highlights I've seen, so. What was the match then versus? uh... Street Profits. Well, it's face versus face team. Right, but. Still, I mean, you fear that me and you maybe, you know, will still be invested in KO and Sammy. But there's a lot of fans out there that maybe were only invested, like, for the chase of the titles. And then once the baby faces get them, then, you know, the support dies down. They just have to build up some teams that yeah. to be at the same level. I don't think they'll be at the same level, obviously, but even just remotely close. Right. This match was really good. Yeah. Um, the only problem I had with it was just the ending felt like too much to me. Like Sami Zayn took too much offense and kept coming back and kicking out of moves. And it kind of made them the moves meaningless in a sense. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of Sami kicking out of the 1D. Honestly, I would have been fine with that, but... The problem with him kicking out of the 1D is he had already taken, like, 15 super kicks, and that's, like, combined with double and then the splash, and if it was, like, a couple super kicks and then the 1D, I'd be fine with it, but Mm -hmm. it was just overkill to the point where, like, it was fine, but, and I get it's wrestling and whatever, but just at some point, too much is too much, and it just felt like too much. Yeah. But that being said, it was still very good. And yeah, we got the fairy tale ending. Yep. Big big baby face win. It was a it was a great end for night one of WrestleMania. And then 
Oh wait, actually, what do you what do you do? You have anything else to say before we move on to a uh, um night two? Not really. Um, I I watched the whole thing. Um, start to finish both of them because I had nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, um, I actually I think I enjoyed night one a bit more than night two. Like I said, I was just super happy that the tag titles ended the show. Rhea and Charlotte exceeded my expectations, even though I knew it was going to be good. Yeah. Um, I really, I, I just wasn't invested in the story leading up to the match, but the match was a banger. So at the end of the day, that's what we're going to remember was the match was great. We're not really going to care about the story. True. You know, um, no, nah, I don't really have much else for night one. Night one was great. Now we move to night two. I only watched I only watched two matches for night two. So I started the triple threat intercontinental match. Inter- intercontinental title. I always love when people overpronounce intercontinental. Uh <laughs> the intercontinental title. Uh <laughs> I started watching that, but then I at work and I had to do something, and then a coworker of mine asked if I had seen the main event because I watched the replays. I didn't watch them as they were happening. Which, speaking of the replays on Peacock, I hope this Endeavor deal fixes <laughs> these fucking replays because I waited mm. over an hour <laughs> to see the replay of WrestleMania, and that is unacceptable. Well, probably not. If I were a betting man... WWE will probably eventually take on UFC's model for premium live events, pay-per-views, whatever you have. They'll probably go back to like 70 bucks and then I'll never watch another one. Yeah, I'll have to uh, invite people over to my house to chip in to watch WrestleMania. (laughs) Hey, I I don't really know who you are, but you want to come over and help me pay for WrestleMania? (laughs) Since you kind of went over night one, I can kind of take night two, and then when we get to the matches you've seen. Yeah, that's right. cool. So um, Brock pretty much just, not squashed, but he beat almost pretty pretty easily. It was a few minutes. People kind of looked at it as, oh, Brock opened the show just to get a quick paycheck and was, you know, back to wherever he lives. So, Which is probably true. Yeah. But it, also it, it was the least hype match at WrestleMania. Yeah. And night two started like almost identical to night one because you got that mat that opening match that was kind of weird, short. Uh, you know the part timer, not really doing a lot of moves, which Brock never does any moves anyway. But uh, (laughs) then immediately following that was the tag team showcase, but this one obviously was the women's. I mean, not bad. Um, the finish was god awful though. What was the finish? <laughs> I'm, if I remember it correctly, like close to the finish, I think Shayna Baszler might have went down with an injury, like a real-life injury. I think she might have got hurt. But basically, Ronda did nothing the whole match and then just uh, beat... I forgot who she pinned. She pinned or tapped out somebody. It's so forgettable, but it was so stupid because she literally did nothing the whole match because I think she's also like injured in in real life, but she wrestled the match injured. 
she basically did nothing the whole match and then just got the pinfall submission victory or whatever it was. But it, <laughs> I like a finish is so bad you don't even remember it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Dude, this Ronda Rousey's run this second time around is like the polar opposite of her first run. I was thinking her booking in the last year or whatever has been truly, truly terrible. <laughs> She's the women's champion. She has six, what feels like six matches with Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan finally beats her. Then... Ronda just beats Liv Morgan for the title and then immediately loses to Charlotte and then is in a tag team showcase. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand any of that. Yeah, it it, it wasn't a great match, but it was basically just like one of those things where, you know, they went in there, they did a few spots, everyone kind of hit their move, and then they got out of there. That's um, good. Hey, you're a little tummy rumbling. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Dear listener, you probably tumbling. won't hear this through uh, Justin's magic editing of this episode, but yeah, my tummy is rumbling. No, I'm going to keep this in. And in fact, I'm going to amplify it. So oh, God. <laughs> just be like, <laughs> uh, guys, we got our first guest on this episode. <laughs> Travis is tummy. <laughs> What'd you think about WrestleMania? <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> so after that, we got my match of the weekend. Oh, what was it? Just three big beefy men smacking the shit out of each other. What's that quote that Big E said? Uh, big beefy men slapping meats or something? <laughs> yeah, something similar to that, but th- yeah. This, yeah, this match was awesome. They they beat the shit out of each other like we expected they would. Uh, Gunther, I think you, like you said, um, when we were texting, Gunther probably could have been in it a little bit more. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, he he came out of there looking super strong. But yeah, they they just I found, I found beat a the weird shit out of each other. They, they really did. I found a weird statistic where someone tallied all the like chops and hits that all three of them had against one another, and also how many each one took. Mm-hmm. According to this post, Seamus only took six. Uh, it was like six chops or something like that. Like that's that's fascinating. Uh, that he only took that few. Obviously, I'm never gonna go back and count them. Um, mm. I I could be wrong. Um, there was a portion of this match where I was just kind of listening to it, and I I, uh, I wasn't looking at the TV. Or actually, I was <laughs> You're watching. Just listening to yeah. Actually, okay. So what it was is I was I was getting my daughter out of the bath. Okay. All right, so I was giving my daughter a bath and watching WrestleMania at the same time. Well, listen, you sound semi offended. Yeah, I was getting my daughter out. Like, like okay. how? You, like how are you supposed to know that? <laughs> yeah, my uh, daughter comes first. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, man, three beefy men just slapping meats. That's yeah. what I like about wrestling. But uh, um. What yeah, was... Drew and Sheamus were kicking each other's asses. Yeah, this is like the only time I've liked Sheamus. I usually don't like Sheamus because I just don't 
I just don't I, like I how he looks. <laughs> I didn't like Mohawk Seamus. I didn't like that Seamus. But Seamus before that, like, Seamus is the man. I will say that Seamus has had good matches. Um, I just, there's something about Seamus that bugs me, and I, it's probably how pale he is. And I just don't like it. <laughs> well, um, I was saying something. What was I saying? Oh, so there was the portion of the match that I was listening to. And I think Seamus hit Drew with that move he does. Was it 10 beats of the whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit like 30 of them. <laughs> he just yeah, it, I think going. it was 28. Oh, yeah, but, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I just remember listening and hearing the hits. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was wild. That was that was a really good match. Also, okay, so I don't watch the product regularly. I think I've said that before. Yeah. As as my tummy continues to rumble as I speak. I, I think both of us don't uh watch the product regularly. But that IC title looks different. It looks it does. bigger. Yeah. I think the side plates are new with Gunther's like logo or whatever it is, his name uh, reminiscent of the universal and heavyweight championship where whoever holds it you know instead of their name being on it they have their side plates yeah but it looks different it looks bigger and i like it i like it i like it i like it a lot i honestly kind of wish the intercontinental title was the world title because i think it's a good design and then i wish they would just bring back the uh the white strap intercontinental title because I don't know if there's ever been an intercontinental title, intercontinental title, as beautiful as the white strap, '80s, early '90s belt design. Yeah, it was weird. It was the one title in WWE that didn't need a redesign, but they gave it one. But I'm not mad with what they came up with. Yeah, I will say it. It did take some time to grow on me, though. It definitely is not bad. It's yeah. definitely better than the United States title. Yeah, yeah, that title is bad. Um, it, it's a shame that the best United States title in the past like twenty years has been John Cena Spinner, and I'll die on that hill. <laughs> um, yeah, that one's cool. I am more partial to the uh, the other one, the little tiny one. That belt is yeah. so small. Remember when Big Show had it, and it just looked like a toy on him. Well, I mean, looked like he was carrying around the the twelve dollar. Uh, <laughs> Velcro Walmart toy title. <laughs> I mean, it's a big show. I think everything looks like a child's toy in his hand, including us. Yeah. Humans. <laughs> so yeah, that, that match yeah. was very good. I very it. good. And then uh, we disagree on this next match. I don't remember. We had uh, Bianca and Asuka. I didn't watch it. Um, yeah, but, but... You, you thought Asuka probably should have went over. I definitely think Asuka should have. Um, I Let me be clear that I like Bianca a lot. The only thing is I think that Bianca's title reign has been rather boring because she's been so dominant, which is fine and cool because, you know, as an African-American champion, it is nice to see a dominant champion who is champion for a long stretch of time. But I just feel like 
this was the perfect time to have her lose the title and then go on a chase to get it back. I guess it also doesn't help that, like, I really, really love Asuka, and I wish that she was champion for... She would be champion for a longer time. And I think they've done her so dirty in the past that I just wish... I just wish she would get something. Completely agree with that. Um, but for this match, I don't know. Ever, ever since the Rumble, I'm I, I'm just not into this the Kana or whatever it is Asuka character. Like it was probably great when she did it in Japan. I, I haven't watched any of it. It was probably awesome. But this WWE version, eh, hasn't really uh tickled my fancy if you will. Yeah, I don't watch the product regularly, so I don't know if this character is working. Um, the only clips I've seen is where Bianca is standing there like, give me my belt back! Yeah, the the booking for it hasn't been great. Who writes this shit? Bianca's been champion for what? For how long? Like two years now? Um, ye- nah, just a year. With this, with this most, well, no, less than that. Cause well, she w- she, she w- lost it at SummerSlam last year, and then no, she lost at SummerSlam twenty one. Yeah, so she's been champion for a year with this reign, hmm. and then the reign before that was four months WrestleMania to SummerSlam. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, I was thinking I was combining something else. Uh, because yeah, because she lost, she was SmackDown Women's Champion, lost that to Becky. Becky and Charlotte swap titles in that weird thing where they just like threw the titles at each other. And then Bianca went on to finally beat Becky at WrestleMania last year. I forgot so, about that. I, I so my thing is I, I think <laughs> the better the story Yeah, they they basically just threw them at each other. <laughs> I I think the better story than Asuka winning is continuing the streak with Bianca. She's already the longest African American champion in WWE history. Is that including world titles, like men's titles? I believe so. Yes. That's wild. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Bianca Belair stand, man. I I think she's awesome and she should hold that title forever until they retire it. <laughs> Not even kidding. No. I'm <laughs> I think if if someone's going to take it off of her as dominant as she's been and I think as great as she's been in her character work throughout the past three years, uh, it it deserves a better story for someone to finally That's take true. that title off of her. And I don't know, maybe it's uh, uh, what? How how do you say her name? Raquel, 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 Raquel. Yeah, her. Maybe maybe her. <laughs> yeah, maybe they, maybe they to... turn her heel in because you know the the smiley baby face isn't working. Go figure. Yeah, unbelievable how unbelievable how inept they are at. Like Easy, anyone... don't you dare! Uh, don't you dare! Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Jesus, I cut you off and I can't even talk straight. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare criticize Triple H's booking. Not the time. Not the time. <laughs> Sometimes I will, man. Smiley baby face only works if you're trying to push him as a heel. Uh yeah. Also, Raquel should just be going in there and slaughtering women. Just 
beating beating the crap out of him. <laughs> She's like the biggest woman on the roster. Why? Yeah. What's she smiling about? She 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 should want blood. So anyway, what happened next at WrestleMania? I don't uh, know. We had Shane McMahon Tara's quad. Jesus Christ, <laughs> man! Fuck Shane McMahon. Who who is a surprise? Uh, who is the surprise opponent from night one? I forget. Wasn't it Pat McAfee? Oh yeah, 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 Pat McAfee, which. I I didn't really care for that either because they just did a big return for him at the Rumble, which was way better in my opinion. I don't. Their roster is so stacked; it is mind-boggling to me that they're they literally could have just had Bobby Lashley. There's already a built-in story there with Bobby and the Miz. You know, going back to the Miz cashing in with Bobby's help, and then Bobby take beating him for the title. Bobby had nothing to do with WrestleMania, and all they did with him on night two is have him carry that ungodly big trophy that means absolutely fucking nothing out and then leave. You could have just had Bobby come out and spear the Miz and call it a day, and it would have been ten times better. With the amount of people that are on their roster, the idea of them going out and getting Pat McAfee, Shane McMahon, George Kittle, whoever is so absurd to me. I get that they're trying to appeal to mainstream media and have those buzz, like those buzzing stories where they cross over to ESPN. Mm -hmm. But who the fuck wants to see Shane McMahon wrestle? Nobody. If anyone does, stop it. I was secretly (laughs) holding out hope that it was going to be a, like a swerve and he was going to come out and then announce somebody else and that be like a big debut. And then when he just started throwing them weak-ass punches, I was like, all right. But I will say this. I will say this. Shout out to Snoop Dogg because what a great improv. <laughs> Way to wing it. Like You can tell he probably actually does watch wrestling because he's just like, Okay, I should probably do something here. Yeah, because I, I didn't someone... see anybody like signal to him like, "Hey, kid, like I didn't like I don't know if he had anybody in his ear. I doubt it." Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he did either. That that uh, to me that was awesome. Yeah, I'm fine with Snoop Dogg doing stuff because he's been on the show numerous times, mm-hmm. and it's it's whatever. And Snoop Dogg is like one of the most likable people. True. He uh. He's great. He runs those ropes terrible, though. I'll tell you that. Some, <laughs> he like somebody, slowed down when he got it. <laughs> somebody, somebody needs to take him to the back and be like, "All right, listen, you and me, we're gonna run the ropes." <laughs> yeah, give him a break, though. He, he was he was calling it on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck Shane McMahon. I never want to see him in a wrestling ring wrestling ne- ever again. I never want to hear that music again. I. I I'm I'm with you one thousand percent. I'm honestly fine if Shane McMahon is an authority figure of some sort. I don't even want that shit. Or he comes out to make an announcement. But as far as him in the ring wrestling, I want if he's ever in a match, I want it to be one three seconds long. No, 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 four seconds long. Somebody punches him and gets the three count. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck him. That's what I say. <laughs> So after that was uh, 
Finn Balor and Edge, and I honestly completely forgot about this match. I was looking at the clock because I was getting ready to leave for work. Like, probably within 45 minutes, I had to leave the house. And I was like, oh, shit, I might be able to act, watch all, if not the majority of the main event before I have to leave. And then it popped up, and it was like, oh, yeah, Finn Balor and Edge next. I'm like, oh. And then I just didn't care about the match. They they had some cool spots, but this story has just been drugged through hell, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't care. <laughs> uh, Finn, did did you? Is this one of them that you watched? I did not watch this at all. Okay, I had no desire to watch it. So uh, a couple things to point out: they had like red and purple steel chairs and uh, kendo sticks. Which they, uh, I don't think they ever pulled out the the purple chair. I don't. Like, they were just there. All right. There was this spot where that was kind of cool, where Edge took some kendo sticks and like basically wedged them in, like which held Finn like in the corner, even though he could have easily just and got out. But we'll forget about that. Um, that was that was kind of cool. But the real noteworthy spot of this match was there were a point where Edge got a ladder, got in the ring, and just fucking threw it <laughs> at Finn, and Finn bust got busted open. Is which that is, what that gash on his head was? Yeah, it was weird because I didn't see it, you know, because he had the demon paint on. But you, you, you seen like the blood leaking on the floor. Holy moly! And um, so. Basically, they they had the doctor come in, and while Finn was being uh, tended to, Edge just kind of like went outside and rummaged around for weapons until they got Finn, you know, good to go to finish the match. And then after that, they just kind of worked to the finish. Edge beats the demon. Oh, so I I didn't even know who won. (laughs) Yeah, Edge won with the spear. Mm. Edge came out to Slayer. I think. Hmm. All right. It was all right. I'm, yeah. uh, it's, it's funny because I don't necessarily dislike either of these guys, but I just don't care about anything that they do. <laughs> I will say I'm, I'm very happy that that god awful red hell in a cell is gone. Get that. They went thing. back to the silver? Yeah, back to the silver. All right, good. I, I do wish that they would have went outside the cell, but. I don't know. Maybe there were plans for that, and him getting busted open kind of dampered that. I don't know. But yeah, uh, I could I could see it being a an issue where the doctor goes over to Finn and is like, "Yo, you got maybe five minutes." <laughs> Yo, you fucked up. <laughs> he comes over to him and looks at his head. God damn, dude! You got to watch the highlight. He that shit smacked him in the face. You see his head like whip back. It does suck that I don't care about either of these two. I mean, Edge has been kind of whatever to me for a long time. There was a point where I really liked Edge, and then I just didn't. And when he returned, it was really cool. And then I just didn't care about him. Uh, yeah. Probably a top, like, 20 return. Yeah. Maybe even higher, but... Yeah. And then, since... and then Finn, it's the same thing. I used to really like him in New Japan, and... When I watched New Japan, and uh, I liked him in NXT enough, and 
some of his stuff on the main roster. Yeah. I think honestly, I, I debatably his second run in NXT might be a little better than his first. Not like I don't know, man. That that matches with Samoa Joe. I'm actually not a fan with those. I'm actually not a fan of Samoa Joe. But uh get the fuck off of <laughs> There I was a point Samoa Joe. <laughs> there was a point where Samoa Joe was the best wrestler in the world and nobody could touch him. And then he did something very stupid and got injured in TNA and never he was never the same. <laughs> Ever yeah, since <laughs> Smojo, why'd you do that thing in TNA that was so stupid? Uh, I I have no idea what you're talking about. Enlighten me, please. He <laughs> He was already booked pretty badly at this point in TNA anyway, so his kind of mystique was ruined. But he had a match with Sting. I wanna say it was at a bound for glory in Michigan. Um he did this spot where he did like a missile drop kick, but they were in the the crowd. So he was he like Sting was like in these seats near stairs, and Samoa Joe was like above him and ran and jumped and did a missile drop kick and just landed on concrete on his back on the stairs. <laughs> and I was like, "What a fucking moron!" What what is wrong with you? <laughs> and then and then he was never the same. He could never move. <laughs> he was never as agile as he was before that. <laughs> you big stupid idiot. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Look what we have here. Big stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, um, Finn, Finn does nothing for me now. Yeah, so. I also think that this match was probably not the best place on the card. I don't know, maybe it would have been a cool opener. No, Brock's got to get that check and leave. <laughs> and then come back on Raw. So uh, then, is there anything else other than the main event? No, after that was the main event. And main event was, like, awesome until... The last that, three seconds. <laughs> I cannot believe how good that match was, considering I'm not a huge fan of the WWE style of wrestling because there's so few moves that get performed. It's like Roman Reigns literally has five moves, and I'm always like, all right, how you champion? <laughs> how? <laughs> <laughs> you have five moves, dude. Um, this match was incredible. This might be one of my favorite main events that I've ever watched of WrestleMania. The only one I can even, the only few that even I even think are of that level. Okay, I'll say it's top ten because I think there are probably five I could name right now that I think are better, but still. This is the best main event of WrestleMania I've seen in a really, really long time. For sure. Um, Until the last three seconds. Yeah, so then <laughs> Cody Rhodes, he lost. Okay, so I I actually, I had to, I had to re-watch the match, but I wanted to, like... Oh, you did re-watch it? Yeah, I re-watched it, most of it, because, like, I started it, and then I had to drive to work. 
but like I had I had it playing on my phone. I wasn't watching it while I was driving. I was listening to it again. I I got to work really fast, so I was able to see maybe the last twenty minutes. So <laughs> I'm in a meeting at work watching this main event, not paying attention to the meeting because the meeting's whatever. It's like five people in there. No one really cares. And then when Sola Sokoa just comes back and hits him with the spike, spear, one, two, I I literally threw my phone across the table. (laughs) 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 And then what was funny is, so right after our meeting, there's another meeting that I I actually give. Like, I get a pass down in that meeting, and then I give the pass down to the the people coming in. (laughs) This dude walks in. And this is like a few minutes after like the finish of the match. I throw my phone and like, it's still like the ending of the show. And this guy walks in and he's playing it on his phone and he doesn't have headphones in, but like, so you hear it. And he walked in the meeting. I was like, fuck that match. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here's my thing. I don't necessarily dislike Cody losing. I mean, the opportunity was right there. <laughs> was <My> it? Own, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that one loss will ruin someone. However, I do not have faith. And this has been built up over years and years and years of of distrust with the company. I I think it's going to be very hard for them to match this level of uh, fandom for Cody Rhodes. Especially considering the fact that a fan base he essentially created a promotion for turned on. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, we've seen it happen, and it can very, very easily happen in WWE. So, and, yeah. And they did such a good job. And honestly, they got so fucking lucky that there was no blowback from the Sammy stuff. Like, yeah. Cody has been able to escape all of that. And so my emotions that night were, fuck this, I hate this. Why the fuck would they do this? I, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I've warmed up to it. I still think it was the wrong call, but I'm here for the ride, and here's why. What usually happens after the babyface gets the big win at Mania? They're a dominant champion, and the fans start getting bored of them. They're a dominant champion, and their first opponent is usually a heel that don't really care about. Daniel Bryan won, and he was went into a feud with Kane. The man who shall not be named from 2004, I think he also went into a feud with Kane. Yeah, he did. (laughs) So with that being kind of like WWE's history of, oh, the big baby face, I I think the only caveat to that was when Roman won the title from Triple H, he had that program with uh, AJ Styles, which was good. Oh, yeah, that did happen immediately after. But, But that's kind of an outlier 
Actually, no. Didn't Roman have a match against Big Show right after Mania? And then, because AJ and, and Chris Jericho had their rematch. So, yeah, even then, Roman, I mean, that match with Big Show is actually pretty good, but still, right? They, uh, WWE is infamous who, for... Who did, uh, uh, who did Seth Rollins feud with after he won the Universal title from Brock? Probably, probably Kane. <laughs> no, hold on. Let's Google this. What year was that? I I have no idea. Okay. Let's I don't think it was AJ Styles. Or, sorry, I don't think it was John Cena, though, right? No. Seth Rollins... Oh, I thought you were talking about when he... Uh... So that was 2019. So... I'm going to figure this out. I'm pretty sure it was some bullshit. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, Elimination Jam Fastlane. So after that was Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank 2019. Who did he face? Come on. Wow, that match was only two minutes long. Yeah. No, it was AJ Styles. I stand corrected. My bad. Yeah, that sounds fine. But but anyway, it it, it happens a lot. And is there any heel on the roster besides Roman? if they did that rematch, which they probably would. But let's say after he gets past Roman, what heel is there waiting for Cody? You got Gunther, but that's probably waiting till SummerSlam. So who do you got after that? Who would you put in there with Cody right now as a heel besides Roman, besides Gunther? <laughs> there's nobody. I, I don't know if there's anyone, dude. So the Bloodline story has been so fucking great that I'm like, all right. I'm I'm here for the fucking ride, I guess. Yeah, I guess the thing is that they've done such a good job so far that I'm trying to be optimistic and have faith and trust that there is a plan. Because I think Cody is the guy. Has there, to be. There's no... The only two other guys that I can even see being the, the one are Jey Uso and Sami Zayn. And they've already beat Sami Zayn. They've already beaten Jey Uso. I mean, they can build to rematches with both of them. But based off WrestleMania and the crowd, I I think it's Cody Rhodes. It should have been that one. I I don't think he'll ever be that hot again. So I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to have faith that they will do right and work towards a rematch where Cody wins. And I sort of understand them trying to put Cody in a position where he actually has a tough road to the title. Because based on his one year of being back in WWE, he has not had a tough road. The only... Okay, let me rephrase that. He did get injured, so that was, you know, a struggle. In terms of booking, he has had three matches with Seth Rollins, beat him all three times yeah but you get you got to include the fact that he wrestled that third one in a hell and so with a torn pack that that changes that a lot i mean he still beat him so right but he comes back wins the rumble he's all he was also number 30 at the royal rumble which i understand based on his injury they probably didn't want him to go out there 
and being no, Iron Man. That's bullshit. They did that so that whoever w- whoever else was 30 when it wasn't Sami Zayn, they didn't get shit on like Rey Mysterio did when it wasn't Daniel Bryan. Well, that's why they that's why they announced Cody for the Rumble so that when it was time for 30 to come out, we knew who it was. He was going to get cheered. There wasn't going to be any blowback cuz it wasn't Sami. I mean, at least you, that's my theory. I could be wrong. I mean, I definitely could see them that I mean that was definitely a reason but I also think they were probably like Cody you can't go out there for 60 minutes <laughs> I don't if, know if you're gonna if you're gonna win if yeah. we cannot risk you getting injured god that would have sucked <laughs> um so yeah yeah I see but your he, point he, though he came in at 30 which I understand why they did it but it's still in, in a fan's perspective, like, oh, you came in at 30 and won the Royal Rumble. That's Against cool. the guy who was number one. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Good job, bro. <laughs> he has three dominant matches before Mania, if I can, if I'm correct, um, where he, he does beat people decisively, including handing Solo Sokoa his first loss on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I understand them wanting to show that Cody Rhodes has hardships and struggles in his mission to win the world title. I just don't know if we'll ever be at a point where Cody Rhodes is as loved and as cheered as he was at WrestleMania. Unless. Uh-oh. This all leads up to maybe before the Rumble or whatever. Like, when we're getting towards the end of Cody Rhodes going through his John Cena 2012 redemption arc, you get the Cody Rhodes version of the Hard Times promo. And if he nails that, if he knocks that promo out the park... After decent, it, it it has to at least be decent booking with this redemption. I think they got off to a solid start, and we'll get into that in a little bit. If this leads up to Cody's version of the Hard Times promo, it could be, you could get there. I, I just think, don't have faith that they will. <laughs> I think you can. I just, I'm trying to be optimistic, but it's tough. It's hard to now. It's hard to now. <laughs> yeah, so I guess let's get into that. The next uh, night on wanna, Raw. Do you want to oh, take wait. a break first? I mean... We can keep going. Yeah, let's just keep going, because I don't know if we have a ton more to say. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. The next night on Raw, Raw I didn't sucked. watch. <laughs> I didn't watch. But uh, I did see a clip. Actually, I did watch the segment, now that I think about it. I did watch the segment. Cody comes out. He's like, I had you, dude. And I want a rematch. And Roman, you know, was all cocky and smug. No, man, I beat you. Fair and square. (laughs) You don't get a rematch. Fair and square. Yeah, so then it's announced that Solo and Roman are going to tag team, and they're going to take on Cody and a partner. Who's a partner? It's Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. 
probably the last time we'll see Cowboy Brock. Yeah, what a shame. Yeah, I, I think there was still a lot left in the tank for for uh, old Cowboy Brock. What's it? I mean, you could get back there. You could get back to that. Because, <laughs> all right. So let's just say it. It comes time for the match, and Brock turns on Cody and just beats the <laughs> shit out of him. Yeah, he beats the shit out of him. I understand what they're doing because they're trying to, you know, get sympathy for Cody Rhodes. There's a very fine line. They need to, they need to make sure that <laughs> that they don't make Cody look like a little bitch. Yeah, I understand that Brock Lesnar is very much, you know, he he is a gorilla. Like he, his body is just insane. That sounds like I'm trying to uh, say Brock Lesnar is sexy, but I'm not. I'm just saying that he his body type is just weird. He has the biggest neck muscles I've ever seen. It's freaky. He also has the voice that doesn't match his body type. It's strange. He's just a strange man. Anyway, Cody gets his ass kicked. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. There was a, a really weird part. I, I don't I don't know if it's necessarily anybody's fault, but the camera zooms in on Cody and you can kind of see him like looking up to see what Brock's doing when he's supposed to be unconscious, I think. Isn't the camera work in WWE is Fucking horrible. Yeah, even they, at they always even get at rest- real close when the wrestlers are talking. <laughs> even at WrestleMania, there were moments where people were doing moves, and then they would cut to a shot that was know exactly so far away talking. from the action. There, there was one specifically. It wasn't in the main event. I don't, I don't, I forget which match it was, but I remember audibly saying, "What the fuck was that?" Because <laughs> a big move. Yeah, it was happened. happening, and they and cut. they panned to the crowd. <laughs> it's like, I don't it. give a fuck about anybody who bought a ticket to WrestleMania. I don't want to see these people. Sometimes they do a good job of capturing... Okay, not sometimes. A lot of the times they do a good job of capturing fans' emotions during matches, which is really cool. But there are moments where, like, I want to see what's happening in the ring because I'm fucking watching wrestling. Like... <laughs> <laughs> not here to I'm not here to people watch. Yeah. Except for that guy uh the the guy who's always in the front row with the lime green Kool-Aid. Man, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh fuck that guy cuz I'm jealous that he apparently has money to go to every single wrestling show to ever exist and is always in the exact same spot. He's yeah. even at AEW shows. I don't understand. What does he do? <laughs> we need answers. <laughs> Let's get him if, on the podcast for you. You're a lime you. green shirt guy. We need you on the podcast so I can ask you what you do for a living, and then I'll hang up on you because <laughs> that's, that's all I want to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to know your thoughts on the business. <laughs> so I, there's really nothing else on Raw I really care to talk about other than the Brock and Cody and Bloodline stuff. Is there anything else on Raw? I didn't watch, so I, I I literally don't care. Okay. Um. So there's a few cool things they could do. Okay. First of all, I guess I should say my initial reaction was to this was kind of still 
my disappointment from the ending of Mania, like, transferred over to Raw, when I seen what was happening, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. But when I stewed on it and I sat with it, there's some interesting things they can do here. The first being, you could have had Brock do that as a favor to Paul Heyman. Hmm, interesting. And you build, and now you have distrust, distrust between Roman Reigns and his wise man. Yeah. Roman yeah. Reigns loses his wise man along with the bloodline basically kind of, you know, disintegrating. That adds another layer to the bloodline disintegrating. They 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 lose like I don't know what, any other way to put it than their wise man, but you know, they lose the brains to their operation in in a way. That it's a way to, and please just don't give me Roman versus Brock for this. I, so I don't, that's that's I my only concern with that don't happening. Need it, don't need to see. If you want to do it for a Saudi show, go ahead because I ain't watching that shit anyway. And that shit's basically not WWE canon anyway. <laughs> it, it's really not. <laughs> the only thing that's canon about Saudi Arabia shows is when uh, Tyson O'Neill slid down the ramp into the, under the ring. Uh, yeah. Great moment in wrestling. Surprised that's not in like the opening video package of every wrestling show. It should be the only <laughs> clip that they show in the intro to wrestling shows. Even oh. like AEW. They're like, can I can I can we buy that footage? <laughs> um yeah, yes. that's the only thing that concerns me is it'll lead to another Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match. And if there's anything in the history of wrestling that I don't want to see anymore. That isn't Shane McMahon in the ring. It's Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar in the ring. Okay, so I think all of their matches have been entertaining. I just don't want to see them anymore. Yeah. But if if Vince McMahon is truly back, you know, behind the wheel, then you can probably all but book that for some point between here and SummerSlam. Maybe... You have Brock come after Roman because Roman attacks uh, Paul Heyman, even though didn't they do that a while ago? When there was like dissension between Roman and Paul Heyman and Roman hit Paul with a Superman punch. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to the bloodline stuff back then, but I remember seeing a clip like that. But you you got that, right? Because that that's an easy, easy storyline. But uh, what I would like to see is you you put Cody and Brock in like a last man standing match and just have Brock beat the shit out of him. Not like overly like he did to Randy Orton and he busted him open. <laughs> like, don't take the gloves off, Brock. <laughs> but Keep the gloves on. Kind of more of the same of what we saw on Raw kind of similar they can brawl like throughout the crowd in the back whatever but basically have Cody Rhodes get ragdolled for a while but he keeps coming back he keeps fighting he keeps fighting he keeps fighting you can either have him win somehow and that kind of adds to the redemption it a win over Brock makes him credible for Roman even though he should he's already credible for Roman because he had him beat right 
But another interesting thing I thought is, you know, you could almost do kind of like um, Aust- like Austin passed out from the pain and refused to tap against Bret Hart. It, mm. They can even do an I quit match. You could have Cody refuse to quit no matter what Brock threw at him. I don't there, There's something interesting that you can do there where no matter what Brock does, Cody keeps coming back. And you don't even have to give Cody the win. Brock can win, but Cody come out looking like the star. Yeah, I can see that. I think I, 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 a part of me thinks that Cody needs to win against Brock Lesnar. I don't want it to be like a flash schoolboy pin because I, I think that cheapens it. Yeah. But I think if you can book it to where Cody can hit a move at the precise time, like a crossroads onto a chair and just momentarily stun Brock, you can get away with a three count on Brock. Yeah. They whatever they do, they can't do like you said, the the stun fast, you know. I got one over on you real quick. I stole one from you. It's gotta be a clean win. And, and then yeah. Cody has to somehow beat Brock Lesnar for this if the plan is to have Cody get a rematch with Roman and beat Roman, then he has to look to be on the same level as Roman, which I think he is right now, but a win against Brock Lesnar would cement that. Although, even even with saying that, people like Drew McIntyre got a clean win over Brock Lesnar, and Drew's fighting for the Intercontinental title right now, so... Yeah, but Drew is another one who had Roman beat. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, so, I mean, maybe the storyline is Roman can't be beat until he's on his own. And then the storyline for Roman after that, if he doesn't take time off, can be, well, y- you can't be the guy without your family. And you can run with that. But more than likely, they won't do that. Roman will just, like, take time off or something. That's true. He he probably deserves, well, not probably, definitely deserves time off yeah. if, if he so chooses. Yeah, I think he definitely deserves it after this run. This is even, the only... He, even though he's kind of like part-time right now. But at least he's, you know, main eventing every pay-per-view. <laughs> Honestly, I think they're leaning into that, um, seeing the negative reactions that Brock got being champion and a part-timer. I think they're trying to duplicate that with Roman, where he's not at every show. They're trying to make every appearance of his be must-see television. I think they got away with that for so long because anything that the blood... Because the bloodline was on every show, at least every SmackDown. That's very true. And even if you didn't have Roman there, his presence was always felt. When Brock wasn't around, yeah, it was like no one even talked about the Universal title. (laughs) Like it was just like. Here's Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper in the main event of TLC or whatever. Yeah, for the Intercontinental <laughs> title. It's like, Jesus Christ. But yeah, um, yeah, Roman is kind of a part-timer, but... I don't know, man. I'm nervous. I yeah, I, it... I agree. I don't know if they're going to do right. And here, here's my worst fear, is they build... To SummerSlam, Cody and Roman, and Roman wins again. And Cody becomes a mid-card guy, and then at WrestleMania, they have Roman versus The Rock, and The Rock beats Roman. And I will just 
be like, I'm done with this company. (laughs) I can't believe how stupid you are. That would be the most Vince McMahon thing, though. I think that they have a shot at building a true main event level baby face. And I just hope that they don't screw it up. Do Do you think that... Actually, let me rephrase that. I think that they have an opportunity to build a select number of guys to be main event level type guys. Like, because if you have Cody in this, you could definitely put Sammy in the main event. You could put Seth Rollins in the main event. You could put KO in the main event. Hell, if you book Jay Uso right, you can put him in the main event. So, oh yeah, main you event had, Jay. You had a bunch of guys in the late 90s, early 2000s, who were all sort of main event level stars. If you can duplicate that, you don't necessarily have to rely on building one guy forever. But anyway, you were going to say something. I I forgot what I was going to say, but do you think it should happen at SummerSlam or Mania next year? Like, what, what what would you prefer? I would prefer WrestleMania. I don't know if they can get there. <laughs> yeah, because who does Roman feud with for the next year? Yeah, I don't know I if mean, they can you delay can, it that much. You could do No, you can't. You can't have him beat Jay. You can't have him beat Solo. When when they run that, those guys got to beat him if they go that route. Jay should definitely get a win at some point. Um as much as I don't want it to happen at SummerSlam, you could have the opportunity to make SummerSlam on WrestleMania's level if they book stuff like this. It, it I could be completely, you know, wrong like I was with Sammy and the tag titles where the tag titles wasn't a downgrade for Sammy. It was Sammy elevating the tag titles. This could be Roman and Brock elevating SummerSlam. Maybe. You mean Roman and Cody? Yeah. I said Roman and <laughs> God, no. <laughs> no. No. You get Roman and Brock at SummerSlam with Shane McMahon as the special guest referee. <laughs> no, no. Let's just let's just up the ante, okay? Let's do a triple threat. Brock, Roman, Shane for the WWE title. Shane wins. <laughs> Shane is the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns. Yeah, Cody Rhodes is on the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, Cody, Cody Rhodes is on the pre-show in a in a commentating role, just like, oh yeah, it's going to be a great event tonight. I'm not on it, but so my another thing I think is a big concern is I think if Cody doesn't beat Roman and becomes just another upper mid card mid card guy, no one from AEW will ever come over to WWE. Uh, yeah, they run. I, I, I think when we talked about it after Cody debuted, we both kind of said that like WWE has to get this one right. I mean, you even seen it kind of like on Twitter. Like I, I seen a tweet from Sammy Guevara where he was just like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> like, yeah, you're not only that, but when you got big free agents on the market like Jay White, isn't that his name? Yeah, Jay White. Like mm. you're, when you do stuff like that, you're not really enticing these guys to come to WWE. 
especially in the wake of it being sold and Vince McMahon reportedly, well, not reportedly, he is back in charge. He has the final say. If it's not creative, he still has the final say overall. Yep. It's not, yeah. Um, yeah, there it, it's <laughs> the next, <I'm> nervous. <laughs> the next six months are going to be uh, very telling as yeah. to whether WWE will get this right. Um, if WWE is a product worth watching, <laughs> I, I, I think you said it like this is either going to be um, the best thing ever or it's going to be the biggest mistake they've ever made. Yeah, looking back at WrestleMania, if if the plan is for Cody to win and he does get that win and it's a really big moment and the fans are behind him, then nobody will care about WrestleMania because it'll just be a, a stop on the road. Mm-hmm. On the roads for uh, of Cody winning the title. Mm-hmm. If they mess this up, everyone's going to look back at WrestleMania and say, you had it. <laughs> you had you it right it. there, and you blew it. Yeah, it'll be the biggest fumble. I don't know if you could say it would be the biggest fumble of all time. It's WWE, up there, though. But it, it, you, can make, <laughs> you can make the case. I don't know if there's ever been another moment where I've thought, man, they were... I mean, there have, but on this grand of a scale, uh, the only one I can think of is not including CM Punk in the match with John Cena and The Rock. Oh, that douchebag. You know, CM Punk gets a bad rap, and probably deservingly so. Yeah, he's Deservedly so, but... He's uh, all right. You know, CM Punk, more like CM Junk, feel me? <laughs> CM Chump. <laughs> CM Punk, more like DM me, chump, and we'll fight. <laughs> Come on, Phil Brooks. 100% putting that at the top of the episode. You got to. <laughs> fight me. <laughs> fight me, punk. If I, um, met, if I met CM Punk in real life and he was like, I heard what you said. <laughs> it's time to fight. I'd be like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's a part of me that says, or that feels like, when Vince was in charge when Cody signed to WWE. Yeah. So there's, at least then, there was good faith between the two. But this is also the guy who rewrites his own shows in the middle of them and changes his mind at the drop of a whim. So it's very unpredictable. Yeah. I mean... You, you you can't believe anything the guy says because he did that interview on TV about the merger and was just like, yeah, I'm not going to be in the weeds of stuff. I'm just going to be doing big picture stuff. But then you're you're rewriting Raw while it's going on. I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. Vince McMahon, he a turd. But also, I'm going to make a shirt that says Vince McMahon is the number one wrestler. Um, so all you folks watch out because do rag Vince ECW champion it's on the Mount Rushmore (laughs) except that time he said the n-word that that wasn't during that time though that was just a random thing I think yeah that was terrible yeah so I guess to sort of close it out uh, I thought Wrestlemania was very good uh I really, really enjoyed a lot of the matches. I enjoyed all the matches I watched. 
I will say that. The the lowest one being Austin Theory versus John Cena. But every other one I watched, I was very pleasantly surprised with. And it almost got me to the point where I had the thought, should I be watching <laughs> this product regularly? I was right there until the last three seconds. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even at that point when Cody lost, but the next night I was like, when you told me there was only how many minutes of wrestling on a three-hour show? 26? Yeah, 25, 26. Some ridiculous number. Unbelievable. It it wasn't very good. I, I liked the beginning of Raw. I liked the end. Um, You know what's funny? That, that last shot of Brock Lesnar, you know, two middle fingers it it made me it made me think of uh that picture of Cody Rhodes and John Moxley when they were throwing up their middle fingers when they took that picture after I think it was the first dynamite oh yeah what an interesting uh parallel yeah <laughs> Cody Rhodes redemption arc is just him <laughs> paying off the debts of <laughs> all the shit he talked at creating a rival promotion <laughs> It would be funny to find out that this was all just a ploy to get uh, everyone's hopes up for Cody Rhodes, and then they just fucking job him for three years. Like, Triple H comes out of retirement and squashes him in, like, three seconds. Oh, God, that would be awful. Also, he did hit a pedigree, which I thought was wild. Uh, Wasn't a very good pedigree, though. Didn't look very good. <laughs> no, one, no one hits a good pedigree except for Triple H. Seth Rollins is decent enough, but... The thing is, is that they're too athletic about it. Like, they jump too high. Triple, Triple H is just like, he holds you and just jumps like two inches. <laughs> Remember when Triple H wouldn't let go? <laughs> he just drive people head first. Yeah, I think Mankind, uh, Mick Foley one time talked about how he legit got a concussion from that. And it's Mick Foley, so he just wrestled and didn't care. <laughs> but everyone else started complaining about it. Yeah. From what I understand. Yeah. I think that's all I have to say about this. I just hope they do right by Cody Rhodes. But I don't have faith they will. No. It, but it's I'm just, trying to have faith. It, it's just hard to look back when you think that for the first time in probably forever, WWE had two white hot baby faces that had everybody in the world behind them, and you passed up on it. Yeah, you passed up on both of them right in a row. Yeah, <laughs> and we were and we were kind of uh, debating back and forth about like doing that to get to the thousand day record, and that I I still feel like ten years from now, no one's gonna care about that record unless it's brought up on WWE television. And yeah, is anybody ever gonna get anywhere? close to that for it to even be mentioned that's my thing is i think if i'm gonna say anything i think they realize that they're never gonna have a champion that gets to this point again and they're like well we might as well just get to it because we're already here i still think uh that thousand day celebration and should uh that's a good spot to debut a new title if they if they so choose, it's a good time for them to have a cake, and then uh, C Cody Rhodes smashes 
Roman Reigns' face into the cake. That just seems like a WWE type celebration where they're like, "Hell yeah, Here, dude! Here's a cake. Oh, he's got cake all over him." And then that's the end of the show. <laughs> oh, one more thing on WrestleMania. D- don't put fucking advertisements on the screens during the match. Oh I my god, don't. that almost ruined Rey Mysterio and Dominic for me. Yeah, because a stupid Captain Crunch. I could not believe how fucking stupid that was. There and was then a- Rey Mysterio's like the little name screen, like when it uh. When they have his name over the screen, it was like a Captain Crunch logo. I was like, what is this shit? Who? <laughs> How old do you think this audience is? <laughs> like four years old? I would bet to say the general audience number or age, the average audience age is like 18 years old. So like. Yeah, I think the demographic is like 18 to 40. So cut it out. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> uh, did, did you see... Uh, I, okay, one bright side of Cody not winning. Because if, if Cody won, and he would have... Did you see that uh, his like custom winged eagle belt? I did not. Google it real quick. Cause th- there's actually a picture of him with it. I don't know if that's photoshopped or not, but... Winged eagle. I'll just say, like, I'm not a fan of custom titles, like, for anybody. <laughs> I think the Smoke and Skull one was pretty cool, though. But, um, yeah, there's a... Well, now when I Google it, it doesn't pop Yeah, up. I can't find it now. Hold on, I'll find it. I, uh... I'm not a fan of the wing... Well, I shouldn't say I'm not a fan. Ah, I just here th- we are. I just think there's better belts. Let me, let me send Yeah, send it to you. me. Because this is just like okay, it looks cool, but I it would have been stupid if they if they used it, in my opinion. Let me uh, yeah, here we go. Let's see this. Is it this first one? Mm-hmm. Oh, with the white strap and the yeah, that actually looks cool. It looks cool, but I don't want I don't I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Yeah, I I just I don't I don't care for the custom titles. I think they work sometimes, but I would just rather have them have the regular old belt. A good belt, not just the big logo ones they got now. The funny thing is I don't necessarily I don't think they're ever going to get rid of that logo belt now because it's such a like you see when they give it out to sports teams when they win titles, it's such a media f- like friendly belt because you instantly know that it is a WWE belt. Mm-hmm. And if they bring back like a gold belt, right? Like the big gold belt, the WCW, NWA. They, they used to give that one out too. I remember specifically in 2004 when the Pistons won the NBA championship, they gave out the big gold belt. That's wild. I don't remember that, but that's awesome. Yeah, it's one I, of the weird things that lives rent free in my head. I ben, think Ben Wallace with the big gold belt. Damn. <laughs> None more deserved, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I think that if you gave somebody the big gold belt and then you had him on TV and you had a 
just a regular person watching, they'd be like, what's that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. But if you gave them the, that terrible WWE logo title, they'd be like, oh, that's WWE, isn't it? Oh, yeah, here, look. I'm going to send you another picture. They gave it to the whole team. Yeah, uh, I get what you're saying, but, it, like, who are you catering to? Are, are you going to cater to your audience, or are you going to cater to the people who are going to see that title, know what it is, but never click on a product, never watch an episode of Raw or, or a pay-per-view Man. or whatever? Man, this is fucking wild. They are all wearing it. Rashid Wallace gave Ben Wallace and his destroyed... So, WWE didn't even do it. Rashid Wallace bought all those titles. Oh, I stand corrected. I and get my facts straight before I open my mouth. That is wild, though, that, they're, that Rashid I, was just like, yo, I wonder we if, are all wearing these belts. I wonder if that was, like, the Kickstarter for WWE doing it. Let's Google this. When did WWE start giving titles? Let's see. How WWE started a tradition. Here we go. So if I'm to believe... This article on Yahoo Sports. Uh, WWE started doing it uh, like behind the scenes, and they got word that the the teams were like putting them in cases and displaying them alongside their championship. So they started like doing it publicly. Oh wow, that's interesting. When did they When did they start doing it privately? Does it say? Um, it does not, unless I skimmed over it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna read through this whole article. Uh, Holy moly! I know, right? <laughs> yo, yo, you need to eat. I did eat. I had what a burger, and I feel like what, shit. What? 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 What a burger! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I got off work at um eleven thirty my time, and yeah, till ten thirty my time, right? That's my time? Twelve thirty your time. Oh yeah. Forward, <laughs> not backwards. What am I talking about? But yeah, I didn't uh didn't really have time to come home and cook before we were scheduled to record. Uh, I hate White Castle last night, so I feel you. I miss White Castle. That stuff that stuff will fuck you up on the inside, brother. It's worth it though. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I usually only get like one or two sliders. I usually go for the chicken rings. Yeah, chicken. White Castle fries are the literal worst fries in fast food. I would say a strike two. What's what's fucking worse than White Castle fries? The White Castle French fry is a top tier French fry. Excuse me. It's a top tier French fry. Man, you are. Gosh darn fool. It's up there in my You're talking opinion. about giving strikes. I'm going to give you a strike. <laughs> <laughs> and not the bowling one either. <laughs> no turkeys for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I uh yeah, I don't I don't really have much else. Um 
I, I guess to wrap up my side of things, I the finished ruined mania for me for a few hours and then I came around. Um I do think it's probably the weakest pay per view under Triple H's um booking, I guess, era, but who knows if that was his decision last night. Or not, yeah. Or not part, last night, but Sunday night. A part of me thinks that was a Vince decision. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I w- we should say a clear indicator on whether Vince McMahon is really like fully fledged back in charge of creative is going to be SmackDown because Raw was in L.A. Vince was already in L.A. M- maybe he was just there because he was already there. But if he goes out of his way to actually travel to Portland and then to be there, you know, backstage in Gorilla making changes, then it's safe to say that we're back to where we were before SummerSlam last year. Yep. So I guess we'll see SmackDown. I hope SmackDown's better than Raw. We'll probably get uh, Fallout from the Usos dropping the titles since the Usos weren't on Raw. Yeah, they weren't on Raw at all. That was strange. I guess to... To end things on, I mean, I've already said it, but it just, I I don't necessarily agree with the decision, but I'll be able to look past it if what they do next is good. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode of All About Wrestling. Assuming you listened to the whole thing and then just turn it off when we started talking about wrestling. <laughs> 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 this episode probably would have been like 30 minutes shorter had I not been like, hey, Monday Night Raw's tonight. Maybe we should wait for that before we record. Yeah, that's true. But Look whatever. Big old stupid idiot. <laughs> we only talked about Raw for a little bit anyway, so true. it didn't add too much. Yeah, it's kind of sprinkled into the WrestleMania combo, but... It probably helped. It, it probably worked better than... I wonder what's gonna happen on Raw. Yeah, and then we would have started back and been like, "This sucks." <laughs> yeah, the episode might have actually been longer. We probably would have started speculating. Yeah, probably. The more well, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Not just me, Travis does too. <laughs> what? What? I don't. <laughs> anyway, well, speak for me. I hope you hated it. <laughs> unsubscribe dislike <laughs> do not share it with your friends unless they will also dislike it. <laughs> what's funny is uh a buddy of mine and a buddy of yours too we used to work with uh chris he texted me out of the blue we haven't spoken in like maybe four or five months but uh he texted me out of the blue the other day <laughs> And he was like, hey, it's a slow day at work. I decided to catch up on your podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah? He was like, it sucks. <laughs> Obviously, he was joking. Justin just stared at me with this blank face like he got offended. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised knowing Chris just being like, it sucks. But uh, I guess I don't know Chris that well. I mean, we worked together, but that was about it. Nah, he he had kind words to say afterwards. Yeah, sure. You know, you know what I say? Fuck Chris. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I haven't talked to Chris in a long time. I hope to, everything's okay with him. Yeah, to be fair, he was listening to like episode four, and I'm like, dude, don't, 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 don't do that. <laughs> Skip forward. <laughs> don't do that. Go to ten. And yeah, then I told work him to like. Way up. I told him I was like, uh, 
<laughs> listen to the sleepaway camp episode and then everything after Halloween. Because, <laughs> I mean, you, the Halloween episodes, I, I think, are great. But, I mean, it ain't spooky season, so. True. Preferably, we'd hope you listen to every episode, but. Yeah, hopefully you've been with us from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, ride or die, bitches. Um <laughs> So anyway, hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you have any thoughts about WrestleMania or the Raw after or where they're going to go with Cody Rhodes or where they're going to go with the Bloodline or where they're going to go in general, whether that be in the grave or not. Uh... <laughs> Since Vince is back in charge, <laughs> when they do, you know, they, they usually do the roster cuts. Yeah. After- he just fires everybody Triple H brought back and Cody Rhodes. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, if you like what you heard, we got plenty of episodes. We got social media. You can find us at Nerds Clyde Pod on any social media platform. Well, really just three. Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, TikTok. We need to start updating our TikTok. We'll do that shortly. Um, we're streaming everywhere. Hopefully you're uh, digging what we're throwing down. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm, no, I'm saying? Hopefully no. you guys are smelling what the nerds are cooking. Oh. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> I will say, the term nerd is rated E for everyone. So find your passion, embrace it, and be the nerd that you are. Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>